Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. Piers here. Hope you're all doing well now. You've only got myself today because Andy, he's on holiday. He's on vacation in Costa Rica. So hopefully he's having a great time and he's uh, sunning himself up and he's going to come back fully refreshed. Now look, the start of the golf season is kind of here now, isn't it? The Masters has come and gone. The Northern Hemisphere is defrosting. And look, I would love to know how is your game going so far? Let us know on social. I would just love to hear. Now, today's podcast, look, this could be one of the most helpful of the year for you, especially if you're struggling with your irons. So if you are struggling with your irons, you need to keep listening to this podcast. I'm going to give you five things that will hopefully give you some more knowledge or at least get you to ask yourself questions that will hopefully level up your iron game. But look, we're also doing this podcast on irons because we're celebrating the launch of Pure Your Irons, The Blueprint which is our brand new five-step system that honestly, honestly, I think this is the best thing that we've ever done for the golf swing and the technique when it comes to irons. Because look, with this simple system, you'll be able to identify all of those embarrassing shots. You know, why you're duffing it, why you're thinning it, why you're coming up short, you're not, you know, you're not hitting greens, you're just not striking it solid. So that we're genuinely excited as this is just like having a lesson with us, it really does, it really is the closest thing to having a, le- a, a lesson with myself and Andy in person. This is everything we've poured in, we've, we've we've had to work really hard to slim this down and make it as simple as possible, make sure the value is there, make sure that we don't miss anything. So we really feel that we've done that with this this plan. And and, and it is really important that you, that you, if you are looking to improve your irons, that you at least have a look at Pure Your Irons and get some more information. And I'd actually just like to go through, if you're okay, just to go through why we've created this plan. Because look, we've got loads of content on improving your ball striking with your irons. But look, when someone joins me in my golf, they get asked a series of questions about their game. And obviously one of them is going to be about how good the irons are. So we had to make sure that if we had one piece of content that we could recommend, one piece of content that we could send people to, which gives you everything you need to change your swing and ultimately understand why you can't pure your irons, that we had to have something that was really good. And that's why we've, that's what we've gone for with pure your irons. Because look, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't this, wouldn't this be amazing what I'm about to say now? Wouldn't it be great to know exactly what is holding you back? Obviously even better if you're told, you know, what you need to do to fix it. But one of the biggest problems we see with golfers getting better with the irons is confusion. Actually not knowing what's going wrong is one of the biggest hurdles we see. And that's why it was so important that we made made things so super clear for anyone doing this plan so that you fully understand the problems and how to fix them. Ultimately, this is the job of myself and Andy and golf coaches just to make things super clear and and understand what what your problems are and what those fixes are that you need to do. So look, now the the good news is it is live, as I said. And if you're not already a member of me and my golf, you can actually try out the first two steps of Pure Your Irons for free. So you can do it as part of the seven-day free trial. We're unlocking it, so you can actually do the first two steps with the members. The members can only do the first two steps as well because they're going to be going through a 30-day challenge where they upload their swings in the in the me and my golf community in the private Facebook group, and they get we get loads of feedback from the other members and from myself and Andy, and and help you step by step through the 30 days. But you can actually access for, access this now for free and take access. Sorry, you can access this now for free and you can take advantage of seeing those first two steps totally for free. So 
Make sure when you've listened to this podcast, click the link in the description and you can get started today. Right. Okay. So let's go. As I say, I've got five and these are in no particular order, but there's some real nuggets here on some things that can actually help you. So number one, understanding how to play out of the rough. So this isn't, this isn't covered in Pure Your Irons. This is Pure, Pure Your Irons, as I said, is all about looking at the golf swing and understanding how that needs to be better. But when we talk about playing out of the rough, there's certain things that you need to understand. Look, you need to probably approach playing out the rough differently to the fairway, depending on the lie. And this is one thing. So think of this when it comes to playing out the rough. If you always think of this statement, then it's going to help you. So don't let the yardage dictate the club let the lie dictate the club because oftentimes if you've got 190 yards and you're in the rough you think 190 yards well that's my that's my four iron or it's my hybrid my three hybrid it could be a five iron then guess what if you're letting the yardage tell you what club to pick and you haven't looked at the lie when you get down to look at the line you see how the lie then influences the shot you could be in for a shock because if that golf ball's sitting down, you are not getting a four iron on the back of it. So always understand, make sure you let the lie dictate the yardage as opposed to, sorry, make sure you make, make sure you let the lie dictate the club that you use, not the yardage that you're about to play for the shot. And that will tell you whether you can actually reach the green or not. And understanding that if the golf ball is sitting down a lot, it's okay to get a wedge out and play it down the fairway to a preferred yardage. It's okay to do that. But there are some other things you need to understand when playing in the rough. So when you're in the rough as well, when you hit the shot, yes, of course, it could slow the club head speed down of, of the club as, as it enters the rough. And that means that the ball might come out a little bit slower. But it also can affect the spin. The launch on the shot and generally when you're in the rough you'll actually you'll actually take a lot of the spin out of the shot so if you launch a ball high in the air with not a lot of spin on it so that's a dream formula for distance so that's when you have these flyer shots which can often go a long way so i think just getting in the rough and just practicing different styles of shots different clubs even is a good thing that you can do but understanding the rough and we've got more to come on this later in the year uh, I think it's going to be July. We've actually got the complete caddy guide, which is going to be, again, really important for helping you get around the golf course. And we talk about the variables of, of the lie as one of the big parts of that plan. And playing out the rough, we show you exactly how to do that. But at, at this stage, get a head start on that and start thinking about that and understanding that it is different on how you play these shots. I mean, ultimately, you require more steepness potentially when you're in the rough because you're trying to eliminate the grass behind the golf ball. But just getting in there, trying it with a few different clubs and just experimenting is a good thing to do. Okay, the second thing is under clubbing. So what do I mean by this? Well, basically, obviously we've teamed up recently with Arcos and I forget the data off the top of my head, but the amount of iron shots that are actually short that never had a chance of actually getting to the green, it's staggering to me. And if we think about this, there's probably three main reasons why the golf ball can come up short. Number one, it was a bad shot. So it was a bad strike. And that's obviously why we've done Pure Your Irons, to help you with that. Number two might be, though, you didn't understand the conditions. I've just spoke about playing out of the rough, maybe playing into the wind, playing to a, a sloping green, you know, a, an elevated green, or playing at, maybe you, you normally play at altitude and now you're playing at sea level. All of these things can 
can impact on how far the golf ball goes and cause it to come up short. And then the third one would be, it is just the wrong club. And that's the one that I want to focus on in this, in this, in number two, is that, you know, under clubbing with the wrong club, there's probably a couple of reasons, main reasons for that as well. And the first one, the first one, and probably the biggest reason that we see for golfers coming up short using the wrong club is ego. So remember that one time when I hit that seven iron 180 yards and it was downhill, downwind, and it was a bone hard fairway and you took the total distance. That for me is not how far you hit your seven irons. That's how far you have hit a seven iron. But how far you hit a seven iron is understanding with the golf ball that you use off the grass that you normally play off and you hit 10 shots and you can understand, take an average of where the golf ball pitched, where it carried. That is how far you hit the golf ball. That is how far you carry the you carry your irons. So understanding your carry distances with your irons is huge. It really is. It really is huge. And figuring out how to do that. Look, you can go to driving ranges. I really like just going to the golf course. I really do. It might take a little bit longer. But you can go and play the back nine of your course early morning or the, the front nine of your course late at night. And, and just hit some shots and just look where the ball is pitching. Understand what the strike was like. Hit two or three shots. Hit five shots if you can get away with it. And just look at where the ball is pitching and just understanding how far it goes. And then you get a real good representative sample. And then you can start understanding your carry distances. Because look, if you judge it on that one great shot that you hit that had optimum conditions. Or if you... Uh, hitting a seven iron instead of a five iron because your playing partners are hitting six irons, you know, and you, or you could just tell people that you want to hit, you've hit the ball further. There's no point saying, oh, I hit seven iron, you hit five iron, but if you came up short and they were on the green, then they're just going to be laughing at you. So ego is the first part of underclubbing. The second part, which often isn't spoken about a lot, and me and Andy have spoke about the ego a lot, but actually one of the reasons that golfers under hit, under club, sorry, is because they don't like hitting a longer club than they think they might just be able to get there with. So ultimately, if you think about this, if you've got 170 yards and you've got this dream, yeah, if I get my absolute best 7-iron, I can get it on the green, then you're more likely to hit that than a 6-iron. Because by hitting a 6-iron, you might feel that it's just harder. Imagine if it was actually a 5-iron yardage. Then you're going, oh, I, I don't want to hit five iron if I can hit seven iron. And I might be able to get there with a seven iron because the five iron is just harder to use. So I think for a lot of golfers, you could actually just look at it and go, it's just too hard to hit the longer club. And that's fine. You just got to say to yourself, I'm just going to, I'm not going to try and whack it. I'm just going to hit it nice and smooth. I'm just going to stick my balance, all the things that you can do to help you out there and ultimately just practice with those longer clubs. But, the, but what I will say is, I have fallen into both of these categories when it comes to underclubbing. The ego has definitely had me before. The playing partners I'm with, I'm like, he's hitting seven iron. I'm going to hit a seven iron or I'm going to hit an eight iron. You know, or I've been in that situation where I'm going, well, I'd rather hit a full seven iron knowing I can get it there if I get my absolute best as opposed to hitting a six iron because it's just a harder club to hit. So understand that. I think that's a really important thing. The next thing, the next time you play golf, I'd love for you to try and hit your golf ball to the back of the green. And just see what happens. Try and hit the golf ball to the back of the green. Now the reality is, I wouldn't want you to hit the golf ball to the back of the green all the time. And I don't think I'm going to talk about it in this podcast. I might do depending on time. I've got my timer on here, so I'll see how long I've got at the end. I might give you a bonus one, a bonus tip at the end. 
that sometimes hitting at the back of the green isn't the best thing to do, but trying to hit to the back of the green with the reality of actually hitting the green or trying to get it on the, on the middle of the green, then I think that would be a good thing. So that was my second one. Under clubbing, ego and difficulty. I've done both. See if you can avoid both next time you're playing. So the third point is low points. So what is low point? And this is really important, understanding what low point is. We talk about this in Pure Your Irons, but we also, it's really important for you to understand this because I think we're a lot of golfers now are aware through launch monitor data and through coaching and through tips online that you should have a downward attack angle when you are hitting your irons. In fact, every, every full swing other than the driver, and even the driver can be, but every full swing other than the driver, we want to be hitting down on the golf ball. That's the science of it. The problem is, if we tell ourselves to hit down on it, that's when things can get really out of whack. So if you try and hit down, I've got to hit down five degrees on this on this seven iron, and you try and hit down, that can cause all sorts of problems. Very steep divots, you know, the golf swing starts changing you know, in, in a really bad way by the mindset and the concept of trying to hit down. Conversely, maybe some golfers, if you're getting into the game and it's quite new, this might be your first season into golf, you're trying to scoop it, you're trying to lift it. Again, that's, that's a really bad idea as well because trying to scoop it and trying to lift it, that's going to cause your low point to be in a bad place, which is generally behind the golf ball. So if you're hitting down behind the golf ball, you're going to hit the ground before the golf ball or you're going to try or you're going to sort of thin it if you don't hit the ground. So what we're after with our low point is we would ideally like our low point to be past the golf ball. It depends on the golfer, how much speed they've got, but two to three inches after the golf ball, if that's the lowest point, the lowest point of the arc of the downswing, then we'd be happy. That allows you to get ball followed by the turf. And by the way, ball and turf together is fine. But ball and turf is what we'd ideally like. But if you can get this low point past the golf ball, then it's going to make things a lot easier. So trying to scoop it, trying to hit down will not give you a good low point. Some of the things that you perhaps should say to yourself, you've probably seen that we've had this new ball striker towel come out and we've done amazingly well with it. Amazing feedback as well. Such a simple invention, but... One of the focuses for the ball striker towel is that, well, the ball striker towel is there to give you feedback as to what happened. But the focus when using the ball striker towel is not to hit and miss the towel, but to actually hit past the golf ball. I always talk about this, imagining a martial artist trying to chop a piece of wood. They're not looking at the wood. They're looking past the wood. You can see them as they're, as they're going through their rehearsals. They're focusing below the wood and they're imagining that their hand is traveling fastest after they've hit the wood. Like Jack Nicholas talking about the club head traveling fastest uh, six to 12 inches after he's hit the golf ball. That's not the reality, but that's the focus. So hitting past and through is a lot better than hitting down at and scooping at the golf ball. So hopefully that makes sense. We talk about that more, as I say, in Pure Ryan's Blueprints. But having a consistent low point is what the best players in the world, or the best ball strikers, and that could be the best ball striker at your golf club, they're very good at. Okay, the fourth point. This is really important. This is massively important. I call it the evil open club face. If your club face wants to be open, pointing to the right, 
when you're striking the golf ball for the right-handed golfer, then you will create a series of compensations that are going to help you square the face up. And that might be swinging over the top, hanging back, early release, scooping. All of these things happen if the club face gets excessively open throughout the backswing. You're just trying to square the face up. Now you can square the face up, but it will mean that you will fat shots. It will mean that you will thin shots. It will mean you'll hit the ball really high and weak. You won't have any penetration. You won't hit many divots. Often if you find that when you hit a golf shot that you have a div, when you hit a divot, only when you hit a bad shot. So when you ever hit a, 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 a divot, it's a bad shot. Whereas your good shots are very clean. You don't really take the ground. That probably means you've got too much loft on the club face when you're hitting it, which could be caused by the open club face. And again, in Pure Your Irons, step one and two, we very much talk about that. The grip is a big driver of this, of course, but there are other things. But just make sure you understand what an open club face looks like throughout the swing and how it could be influencing you. So yeah, that's your, that's, so look, the, the, the best thing you can do is click the link in the description and check out Pure Your Irons, of course. But ultimately you need to find out if you've got a problem, if, you, if you've got those symptoms where you're hitting the ground before the ball and hitting bad shots, and only taking a divot when you hit a bad shot, you're hitting it very high and very weak, then your club face is probably open and you're just trying to recover it throughout the golf swing. Okay, uh, fifth tip. I'm going to have time for the bonus one. I'm going to have time for the bonus one as well, which is great. So the fifth tip is tee height on par threes. We always call our friend out on this, Chris Jones. Chris Jones is a four handicap golfer at Purton Park Golf Club, really good friend, really good golfer. Tees the golf ball unbelievably high on par threes. Now, this is only any good to you if ever you practice hitting shots at the range, the practice area, or even the golf course with a really high tee. But oftentimes you'll find you go to the range and you practice hitting off the ground with an iron, with a seven iron, and then suddenly you go to the, you go to the golf course, you get in the second hole, par three at Purton, and you tee it up like a three wood, almost like a small driver, and then you hit the golf ball really high on the face, you kill all of the ball speed, and the golf ball ends up coming 15 yards short. And the worst part was, it was actually a good swing. It was actually a square face. You got your low point pretty good. You just teed the ball too high. So that is one thing. Just have a look at this next time you play on par threes. If you take any data and you keep coming up short, tee the golf ball lower and, fig and see if it makes the golf ball get to the green. Because you tee the ball lower, you hit it more in the sweeter spot of the face between the second and fifth grooves. And from there, you'll get more ball speed and the golf ball will fly further. Okay, so I'm going to give you this optional extra. Now, this is really almost a little bit more for a, a, an elite level golfer. This is kind of something we witnessed. And there's a bit of a story to this, but basically Jordan Spieth, when he had his amazing putting rounds X amount of years ago, he was off the chain with his stats on putting. So a lot of putting coaches, a lot of coaches and data analysts decided to figure out, well, why was he so good? It turns out that he had a really high percentage of straight putts. So it actually turns out he had a really high percentage of straight putts. Now, if you think about this, anything outside 10 feet with more than two holes or two cups of break is really hard to hold. That's why we've got the breaking ball putting mat to practice these. But they're really hard to hold those putts. So the straighter the shot that you have, the straighter the putt you have, should I say, the more consistently you'll be able to hold those putts. So maybe one of the biggest reasons why Jordan Spieth was so good was he actually 
hit his iron shots into great places, maybe even hit his chip shots into great places. Sometimes you may be faced with a chip shot where you've got a downhill right to left shot and the only way you've got of getting it close is by literally hitting the flag. You go for the flag and you, you end up shaving the hole. It's a really great shot and it's gone 10, 12 feet past. And now you've got a 12, 10, 12 foot put. It might be uphill, but you've got a load of left to right break on it. Whereas if you were to actually hit a chip shot, which would look like a pull, but try and hit it 10 feet left of the flag, and you've probably got a little bit more chance maybe to stop it 10 feet left of the flag, suddenly then you've got a 10 foot uphill straight putt or straighter putt. So maybe understanding with some of your approach shots that if the, if the green really slopes from front, sorry, from back to front, that hitting the front of the green is actually okay. Hitting it pin high actually isn't that good because it actually means that you've got a big break on your putt. Oftentimes we're told, just hit it pin high, hit it, hit it pin high. But if you know the golf course that you've got, you, you know that you hit it pin high and you've got a green that slopes from back to front, you're going to have a big left to right or right to left putt. That isn't that, isn't that holdable. So sometimes you're left with almost... If you, would you rather have a 10-foot massive break putt or a 20-foot pretty straight putt? You're going to hold more 20-foot straight putts for sure going uphill as opposed to having that break. So that's maybe something to consider as well. And I think it's, look, we're not Jordan Spieth. I mean, the, the way the nth degree he takes it to, we were at Sawgrass with Aaron prepping and his caddy went out on the golf course and he knew where the flags were going to be for all four days. <coughs> Excuse me. And what he did was he actually, he had a, a bunch of uh, golf balls and he was rolling them at these pin locations and figuring out where the straightest putts were. So if it was a back right flag and it meant that Jordan had to be 15 feet short left of that flag to have the straightest putt, then he would look for that as opposed to maybe going for the hole or as opposed to maybe hitting it pin high. Um, so he, it's, it's, that's obviously taking it to the nth degree. But understand that a little bit. Even maybe I, I talk about chip shot strategy a lot and understanding that being below the hole for your next shot will give you a better chance of getting up and down. So there you have it. I'm looking at my timer here. It's just over 22 minutes. That's quite good for me. I could have carried on for a lot longer. And I think, look, I wanted to purposely keep this short so you could listen to it in the car, you could listen to it doing a, a quick workout or a morning stretch. But I really want to impress upon you how important this Pure Your Irons blueprint is for us because it really is that one-stop shop the place that we're going to be pushing people to. So in a year, we're not going to be talking about another irons plan unless we learn a lot from this that we need to change. But I just cannot see that happening. So this will be where, for X amount of years to come, we'll be pushing people to to help with their ball striking with their irons. So we're really confident that we can actually get you striking the golf ball a lot better in no time at all and most importantly, keeping it really simple by understanding exactly what's going wrong, understanding exactly how to fix it, but not getting bogged down with complicated swing theory, real simple, actionable drills that you can actually do for this. I actually filmed a couple of the uh, practice plans where I'm hitting 20 balls and you work with me. Those plans are going to be released next week as well. So look, we're super excited on this. We'd love, I'd love for you to try it out. Don't forget, click the link in the description. Try it out for free if you're not already a Me and My Golf member. If you are a Me and My Golf member and you didn't know about this, why not? <laughs> but make sure you check it out. As I say, we are running a 30-day challenge, which you can get in there and have a look at. And even if you're not comfortable doing the challenge, it's basically just you sharing your golf swing. 
um, and and or asking questions even it's all part of that then please check it out click the link in the description and we will see you there thank you so much as always and look forward to uh, look forward to seeing you in pure your irons have a great day everyone